Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got Pete here with my boy Dixon, and we're going to be talking some Malifo. Yes! Yeah, so we got a pretty, uh, pretty haphazard, chaotic episode. I think I'm going to start calling these the Wild Shots episodes just because, just like the uh, Bayou Gremlins, you get that Wild Shot trigger, you just don't know what the hell you're going to hit and don't know what we're going to talk about, so... <laughs> But the good news is we actually decided that it's about time that we actually start talking about keywords. So I know next week's episode, we're definitely going to talk more about start going through keywords, going to have some guests on to talk about them if it's their favorite keyword and kind of go from there. So definitely be looking for a lot of collaboration if you're interested in partaking in that. Just send me a message. You can do that either through Discord I'm on there on our channel. Uh, you can also do that through ragequitwire.com. There's a way to communicate through us, including the uh, email and leaving a message on any of the YouTube videos. Or finally, if you're a patron, you can always send me a message through patreon.com slash ragequitwire. Remember, you can support us for as little as one doll hair. Dixon, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what we're going to talk about today, but we figured something that you and I both, it's kind of weird because I feel like enforcers, people either leave them at home or people love them. Hmm. And there's a lot of kind of different, strong opinions on some of those enforcers. So I know this was your idea. You wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it. I don't know which enforcers you like or what you would like enforcers to do or what you think they don't do. You can only bring one of them. So it's not like a minion where you can slap three of them down. Right. So like this idea came. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because when we were talking about the models that we uh, we would like to see buffed, um, we uh we kept saying a whole bunch of enforcers and yeah. and you know it's thing that's been on my mind i was like okay so i do bring enforcers why do i bring them and i don't want to like poop on all the enforcers that i don't bring i figured why why would we bring enforcers since they don't get the full benefits of the upgrades and most abilities now are targeting uh minions so why do you bring them and like i you know, I had a few of them that I always come to mind, and I didn't want to say any writers because we know the writers are awesome. Well, I was I was gonna say <laughs> I think that when you look at the writers, but you also look at the uh, emissaries and the effigies because those right. are enforcers too. Right. I think those do get a lot of play, and those are balanced well. Like I think those enforcers are actually super. A lot of them are super good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the emissaries don't all see, thankfully, thankfully, they don't see play all the time, but they're a great model for a new player. I to don't just know, Dixon. I, I like to bring the lucky emissary a lot. Yeah, but I'm, I've seen a lot of your list, man. Like, it's like one in six, maybe. I've actually started, so, and this is one of the things that I was actually bitching about. Like, like I can't remember who I was talking to. I was bitching to somebody, and I was just like, there is so many markers 
that these new titles are just dropping and explorers in general are just dropping a shit ton of, you know, markers that I, I'm just sitting there more and more just like, why would I not bring the emissary when I could just steamroll all over your bullshit and get rid of your markers? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you had, you have to have noticed it being playing on Vassal with people that oh, play yeah. all these titles. There's markers everywhere. Oh my God, bro. Like I, I was, oh my God. Sorry, like I'm losing my shit right now because I said that to you when we started. <laughs> like, yeah, way ago. I was like, bro, you don't like the Loki emissary? That thing is just amazing. It just goes through everything. I'm happy that you finally like got that. But like, yeah, dude, like I just remember having a whole bunch of my markers just get violently destroyed by that stupid thing all the time. Yeah, it does it like 12 inch move when it does that yeah, too. Oh yeah, and, and it's a, it's a big deal because there are so many just markers out there where it's like I'm gonna kick up dust and leave this stupid marker, and I'm gonna go ahead and place this marker, and yep. there's corpses and there's scraps and there's all this other crap, and it's just there's so much of it right now, and there's a lot of and not only that Dixon, but I feel like there's a lot of schemes that you can easily score with them too that that rewards it. Hmm. Because you have, I think, re I, think re I think research mission and deathbeds are both pretty easy to score. Yeah, for a lot, of, a lot of yeah, there's a lot of factions or keywords I should say that uh that have a very easy way to score those two. So yeah, marker removal seems to be like a fantastic well, tech well, to have. Not right only now. that, but you also have to look at the strategies, right? All four mm -hmm. of the strategies have a strat marker, even though symbols you can remove it, and you are trying to. Yeah, but there's still that counts as one and you can claim that as your marker type. Yep. And then all you have to do is put two other markers down and there's a lot of crews out there that can pretty easily accomplish that. Yep. That in, in every faction, pretty much they can do that. Like pick a master from a specific faction and, and that, that can do the keyword. And oh, wait, let me, let me put it this way. Mayfang. Mayfang drops scrap markers, <laughs> like markers everywhere. <laughs> yes, and then you can have a scheme marker just by because you dropped it, right? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, uh, most of the missions have a strategy marker, if not all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Except for symbols, you're going to remove them, so it's probably not as good in symbols because they're going to be gone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Symbols is a little bit harder. But yeah, no, like I, I love that. I love the fact that there's a lot of specific jobs that a lot of enforcers do. Uh, in fact, the lucky effigy, lucky emissary does it. Like the lucky effigy is a double, does a double job, if I remember correctly, because you still get the cheat from the top uh, and in the early version, right? Yeah, that's still a bonus action you get. Yeah, that's crazy. Because uh, yeah. she can be a support for like the first two turns, and then all of a sudden it's like, surprise, destroy everything your opponent has. Yeah, that's why I like, I, I usually like just buying the Emissary personally. The only crews that I like bringing the Lucky Effigy mm -hmm. is for like Kin and uh, Whizbang because they're more range. Yep. So it actually gets benefits, you know, for your first two turns. Whereas, um, yeah, with, with other crews like Maw, I'd rather just have the Emissary rolling around. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that actually proves what I was trying to say. Like, there's, they're so versatile, the Emissaries, yeah. that new players i always recommend it it's like yeah if you have a chance to get an emissary for your faction grab oh, it yeah. yeah and honestly all i'm I, before i say this let me think about it yeah all of the 
emissaries and effigy models, generally speaking, are pretty cool models too. They have a lot of flavor to them. Yes. The I mean, you could you could say that one is better than the other, but in reality, they they all have a very very strong use in their factory. I do feel like though, I think the resers and then the uh, and then the neverborn mm -hmm. emissaries and effigies. I feel like they are more narrow in their scope. Yes, but they're still good in their area. Yes, uh, the the neverborn effigy is the only thing that I I only use. That's your Titania, baby. <laughs> I only use her to get a cheap uh, emissary. Literally, I have, I have, I wish I could say that I found another use for the effigy in Neverborn. Yeah, but the emissary is amazing in like, yeah, it's it's a, it's insanely incredible in Titania. It's really good in Pandora, and it has uses for the other people. Like, uh, sorry, they can obey it, and it can create more terrain. Uh, the only one that I don't really see anything with is. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably Nekima, because Nekima loves to be in keyword. It just loves it. So I think that, generally speaking, we're going to kind of not talk too much about, the, you know, the emissary effigies and, the, okay. and obviously the riders. Super fair. Um, I don't think we need to talk about totems, because technically totems, for the most part, are enforcers as well. Yeah. Uh, unless, they're, unless they're a henchman, which a couple of them are. Yeah, and you can only bring them if you bring them master, so... like. That's a hefty, if you're not playing doubles, yeah. that's a hefty points investment. <laughs> yeah, so what, I, I mean, there's a lot that makes a good enforcer. Yeah. Um, I think generally, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like if an enforcer is getting more than eight stones, that's kind of too much. Um, just because like you said, you don't, if you put an upgrade, you don't get the benefit, the full benefit of the upgrade like a right. minion would. Right. And then, they also can't stone, so you're kind of just there. Right. So uh, I know from my friends that we're playing, and in fact, you can say something of this because Chris used to play, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Arcanist. In Arcanist, yeah. you can mitigate that, but I also noticed that their enforcers are not as good as, as you know, the factions. Like, they're not bad, but they're not, they're not clearly great, like, as yeah. the other factions. Because uh, look at Howard Langston. He's okay, but then you give him soul stones, and all of a sudden he's a fucking threat. He's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, definitely because then he can use. Uh, actually, was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember because the soul stone ability. Did they move that where you had to be living now to use it? Uh, you yes, but I, I believe he is. Yeah, he, he is. Living. I was just saying in general because I know he was also a construct. Yeah, so you put that on the soul stone miner like people used to. Yep, nope. And Howard Langston, since he's an enforcer, he doesn't get to draw, draw the extra card. But he definitely gets the, if I kill something, I get a soul stone back. And if I uh, if I need to, I can use soul stones too. Yeah, I did notice playing Hoffman too. And man, <laughs> oh God, Dixon, did you see the short battle report that Chris and I recorded and I commentated on? Yes. So, and, and those that are wondering, it was very Chris, short. Next time Chris is on, I'll let him talk to it because he'll explain why he ended up, uh, spoiler, uh, rage quitting because it was just, it was funny, man. We were, we were playing that. I was playing Hoffman two, which talk about markers, man. Those markers, they're super good. Dude, those, those pylons, pylons are insane. 
Um, and he was playing the new bass and there just wasn't much he could do to really get through the armor fast. Um, and so we just, we got into the end of turn two and he's looking at the board. I'm starting to just eat models and he's just like, uh, I'm just going to rage quit. I'm like, I'm just not doing any more of this because he just saw the healing and he saw the armor and things were dying and he just wasn't going to be able to do the, um, break the line and keep up with that. So it was, it was tough for him. Jeez. It's uh, oh dude. Hoffman two is good. I mean, guild players definitely need to take a second and third look at that guy. If they haven't been playing him. he does a lot of damage to say, well, that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? The first Hoffman is still good, but this Hoffman gets his nose in there and he can like, you would think the 50 mil base would be kind of a problem. But because he has bulldoze, he can still kind of get out of trouble when he needs to. But he still has a two-inch reach to really smack people. And, and dude, that that one action where you do the, the irreducible damage yes, is, like, there was a trap in front of me, a clockwork trap, and I just zapped it. <laughs> just one, one shot at it. It's so insane. I mean, it, you, oh. there's workarounds, but if you don't have any way to deal with armor, you're, just, you're not going to have a good day with it. You're going to have a bad time. And Chris did. So yeah. make sure you guys check that out. We got a lot of content that we're putting on the YouTube channel. I got a new, so, uh, and I know this is a quick sidetrack, Dixon, but that's fine because this is our wild shot. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> that's fine. I, the YouTube channel, the next video going up either this week or the weekend, depends on how fast I can get it out, is I'm actually doing a video on the new uh, jockeys for Bayou. So I'm going to have a couple of situations where I see kind of some use for them. And then other situations where it's like, I'm just going to throw this model in the dumpster. Right? <laughs> huh. So that'll be a fun video, especially if you're a Bayou player, be on the lookout for that. And the last thing that we're talking about, thanks to our patrons, they had this great idea. We're going to go ahead and try to do some uh, maybe live Rage Quit Wire episodes sometime in the near future. We're going to try to test that out, hmm. which I know you were excited about, Dixon. You thought oh, yes. that was a cool idea. Oh, yes. We just got to make sure we don't say stuff that we're not supposed to live. I will try my best because I, I, out of all three of us, I say some ridiculous shit. Well, <laughs> you do. There's some, and people don't know this because obviously I ed edit out the stuff that I'm like, ah, I can't put that in there. Uh, if you watch the live streams of it, there's going to be times where you might hear some saucy things. <laughs> I think it was like touching the pearls. I think it was the, uh, the 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 time that I went to South Carolina and I went to play with you guys yeah. that we recorded, and I said so much crap that did not make it to the podcast <laughs> that I was like, oh, my God, was yeah. that, was that really bad? <laughs> well, and I mean, you've talked to me before, Dixie, you were like, man, I was there, and I, I didn't even notice that that was cut out. Yeah, dude, it took me like a couple of listenings to like realize like, wait, there's like a half hour that was cut out, <laughs> and it's mostly me. <laughs> yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for that stuff. We got a lot of cool stuff going out on the YouTube channel. Definitely like and share and hit the little bell so that way when we put a new video out or if we live stream because we do that from time to time that you guys can enjoy that. I'm still trying to put out weekly videos. They might not always be streams, but definitely be on the lookout for that because it's fun. <laughs> It's about to get a lot of fun as soon as we get a chat. <laughs> you know, yeah, dude. I'll, and that's the best part about streaming is like just the random ass questions that you get from people in the chat. Hell yeah. So, Dixon. Yes. 
is there any of these enforcers where you can point to a good of example, good example of just these enforcers being trash? Like, what are some of these models that you're like, this is just a trash enforcer I never bring? Okay, so let's not talk about the obvious one. What's the obvious one? I, I, you just kind of make me say the I'm gonna meme. Make you, I'm going to make you say it. Killjoy. <laughs> but I thought he was a henchman. No, not see. <laughs> I'm digging at you. I know he's an enforcer. So there's a okay. So there is a an enforcer right now that I stopped seeing. I know that I mentioned him before, but I I actually wanted to like mention it one more time because like I don't think you even know he exists. It's called Yasunori. He's Hell eleven that. points. Is that the uh, is that the Ten Thunders flying dude? Yes. Yeah, we've talked about him before. Well, we mentioned him in passing. I don't think you've even looked at his rules. Like he doesn't he's like too expensive for what he does apparently. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you one thing I don't understand as a Bayou player. I'm looking at a couple of I think honestly, when I'm looking at the enforcers, I actually think Bayou have a lot of really strong enforcers. Mm. Um honestly, there's a lot of them. The only one the one that I really don't like taking is Cooper Jones. Really? Um, well, because she's playing almost this weird mini game that the rest of the keyword isn't doing hmm. because she wants scrap markers and she wants to create, you know, the whiskey gammons and she's putting a blowtorch out there. Uh, so it just, it doesn't fit with the crew. Um, Cooper almost seems to me would be better in Maw. And actually, as I start to play Maw, I'm actually thinking about bringing her because Maw likes constructs and, and Maw 2 specifically. Um, yeah. But so I was actually going to test that out. It's probably not great, but it'll be better than I think in Tri-Chi. But the big thing that I don't understand is why with these new jockeys, how come Bo is a henchman and the other three fuckers aren't? What's the reason? I mean... You, Ruffle, you, Ruffles, Fluffernutter, and the stupid Stumpy, they're all enforcers. Bo Peep is a henchman. Why? Yes. No, you said the reason why. They're all jockeys. They needed to have a leader. They didn't want to make a monster, so they made her the leader by making her a henchman. Nah, see, I think that's dumb, though. I think, <laughs> I, I think if you, <laughs> I think if you're going to do that, you should do it like the crossroad, right? Where everybody's a henchman. That way you can mix it up. But I think just putting one of them as a henchman is just is stupid. I don't know, man. I honestly, I think they did a good job with them. And oh, I, no, like I, I love them. I just don't understand why that one, why the one on the pig is is the henchman. And then the other three aren't. Um, to be honest, I would have made Fluffernarder the, uh, the, the henchman. Really? I would have made Ruffles. Isn't, wait, is Fluffernutter Fluffer's the rabbit. That's Ruffles what I said. The, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why. That's specifically the reason why I was waiting. Because it's a rabbit. Because it's a rabbit. Because it's it's something that is not in any of the other factions. So, if, uh, I think he's a Trichi as well. No, he's Whizbang. Oh, sorry. That's what that's what I meant. I literally had in my head that he was from Wong, but I didn't. I anyway. Wrong the point word. is. Gotcha. <laughs> the point is, uh, he's a rabbit. And I know that the joke is, you know, you pull rabbits out of a hat. That's the reason why it's magical and all that stuff. But, like, the fact that he's on a rabbit and there's no rabbits in Bayou, I would have made him a, uh, the jockey henchman just because of that. Yeah, I mean, 
And, and like I said, I'm not mad about the jockeys because as people are going to see in the video I'm going to make, I actually, I like them and there's a lot of uses for them. Mm -hmm. um, I can actually see myself bring, and Bo is not an enforcer. She's a henchman. Um, right. But I can see myself bringing Bo in almost every list. Bo, I think Bo is definitely the better of all of them. Oh, she is. That, that, that point, because she's only one point more than the other three, right? I, I mean, I, I got him right in front of me. You literally. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why Stumpy wasn't. So I had enforcers pulled up, but Stumpy wasn't on that list, and I don't know why. So That's yeah, go ahead. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, all three of them are, are six. Yeah, all the all three of them are six. She's seven, but for that one point, she has so much. Yes. It's it's an insane thing. It's. That's the reason why I kept saying that when we were talking about the other models. It's like I think enforcers should be better than other models of the same point cost. Yeah. Yeah, it's just because they don't really have any other advantages. Actually, they have no advantages. The only difference between an enforcer and a minion is that an enforcer is limited to cap of one. That's it. Yeah, and I think to give people a point of reference on where I, at least I think a good enforcer is, Mm -hmm. Like, I think you start looking at really great enforcers when you look at models like the Peacekeeper for Guild. Uh -huh. I think I think going off by you, because I'm trying to keep it fresh for people. Sure. But the, the Peacekeeper, because I've been playing Hoffman too, it has its downsides, which I think is good. I think you want your enforcer to have a lot of, like, it does have a downside, whether it's fragile, uh, maybe it's high cost, maybe it's slow like the Peacekeeper is. Right. But there i think there should be a reward for bringing them like holy crap look at the upside if you can get this thing rolling like for the peacekeeper you can get three attacks in pretty easy on most turns but you got to kind of make sure you're setting it up and making because people can just ignore the peacekeeper and try to stay away from it if if the board's too wide you know yes i mean if you look at it the peacekeeper if he ever gets in combat he that thing's dead tear, that thing's dead yeah because you said three attacks, but he can actually get four attacks. Yeah, with he, Hoffman one. Uh, no, he also has Trail of Gore. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. situational. I don't. I don't tend to always count on that because if there's not an enemy scheme marker, then it's just not there. That is true. That is true. But um, you have ways in Gale to put in scheme markers uh, for the enemy. So. That's not something that you should completely... I, I haven't gotten to that high-level tech yet. I'm still a basic bitch when it comes to a guild. Fair. Also, the fact that all our missions have a, a reason to start dropping ski markers yeah. means that your opponent's going to be well, dropping it's ski more markers likely, sometimes. You're right. Yeah, so like if you see that the, the scheme pool really heavily favors you know dropping ski markers, and you bring a, a peacekeeper when the opponent wasn't expecting it, and you have a way to get the peacekeeper into combat... That's gross, because mm -hmm. he's gonna tear through something, and he is chunky enough that to kill him, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take some tech. Yeah, and I think another good example of just really solid freaking enforcers are I've been seeing Chris play a lot of obviously the Damned in Jedsa, and then um, the Grave Goo in Jedsa is also really good. So yes. those are two other enforcers where I'm just like, holy crap, you got to deal with this because if not, they're gonna wreck you. Their mobility is insane. There's another one you mentioning those two reminded me of the Dawn Serpent and Archie. Like, yeah, because Archie, uh, Archie's not a henchman. No, no, oh, wow, he's just that. that good. And he got he is, nerfed. He good. And he got nerfed, dude. And he's yeah. still a monster. <laughs> uh, shit, you're right, man. He is, man. And how gross is he going to be? 
Oh man, just <laughs> finish some of those thought. new finish titles can really. Well, I was gonna say some of those new titles can really like the new um, uh, whatever the hell the doctor's name is, right? The one that can add upgrades to models. <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Morning. Yeah, can he can experimental? Does he have to put them on an experimental, or can he put it on Ooh. any? You I think he me. has to put it on experimental, so that probably won't work with Archie. Let me, let me double check. I'm gonna see if they have them up here. I it's been a minute and a half since I checked this card. Yeah, I haven't seen Rezzer crap in a while, so I'm not <laughs> sure either. Oh, uh, so oh, there he is in sanitary, and uh, might be on his card. This upgrade can be attached by the desperate plot action. Okay, so it's desperate plot, but I didn't see it earlier. Target gains poison two, then push, then remove a marker. And if the target is an experimental model, yeah, it has to be an experimental okay. model, but it can be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no. So, meaning, meaning, you can put it on the henchman. It doesn't have to yeah. be a minion. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Okay. Because sometimes it says minion. Like for example, um, what you call it? Uh, uh, Lucius. Lucius one says you can obey either a mimic or a elite or a minion. So like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, definitely Archie's super good. I know the Winudo for Ten Thunders. That's a stupid good. Well, enforcer. he's super fast, but he dies to a stiff breeze. Well, that's yeah, the reason why I said what... the Dawn Serpent. The Dawn Serpent actually has hard to kill. It's agile, so you can't put it, uh, pin, uh, pin it down, and it can heal itself back to full. But that's what I'm saying. I think those are good examples of good enforcers because, like I said, ah. the Dawn Serpent's hard to deal with. Yes, the Winudo is just ridiculous for some of the schemes and some of the things that you want to be doing with it. Yeah. So I, that's what I think. That's what I was saying. I think that makes the good enforcer models. Whereas mm -hmm. the bad ones are the ones where it's like, Oh, they're getting damaged. Oh, they're dead. They didn't do anything. There's no yeah. upside and it's just shit all over. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad about Ashes and Dust now that I'm looking at, at oh, the list. He used to be so good. He used to be, in my opinion, the best enforcer in the entire game at nine points. I now forget. I forget what they even did to nerf him. Uh, it, they didn't actually do anything directly to him this last time. This last time it was the new rules for summoning. So whenever you kill him the first time, if he reconfigures himself back up, he now cannot interact with uh, stratagems. Okay, yeah, because I, I do remember, like, if you didn't kill him and then he reassembled, it just, it was an awful game that people were having to just deal with this nine stone enforcer. Yep. Correct. So the first time they nerfed him, if I remember correctly, they made it so that he lost incorporeal. Then I the second right. time, it was the errata, the changes in general made it so that Ashes and does, you know, if he dies and he makes himself back up, he, he's a beater now. He doesn't do anything else for the strategy. There's so many. I mean, we can we can talk about like the new uh, Negatoro, the one for uh, explorers and explorers. Uh, yeah, and the uh, also in Colette's keyword there. Yeah, I call him the Haka guy because if I say the Haka guy, anybody that has played the models knows the ability already. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that ability that makes it yeah, so that, my that Haka ability is definitely annoying, and I think that's. <laughs> So, and those are kind of the types of enforcers that really, I think you need to look at because there are some that are just like, Hey, this is a beater. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at, you know, Raph or I look at Rami for the enforcers in Kin in Bayou, those two just, they put out damage. They're hard to put down because they're Kin. 
and that makes them worth it. Whereas you can bring somebody like, you know, the Haka and, yep. you know, you, you might do some damage, but you're really the aura or the synergy that some of those enforcers put out are just ridiculous. Yes. Like, it, uh, oh my God. Uh, I mean, let's let's talk about like the reason why the Haka guy is so good. Let's just buy it for a little bit. We would talk about... You mean how I want to stomp on him and yeah, just throw yeah, him against the wall? 100%. 100%. Because okay. I put distracted on you, right? Normally, yeah. normally, you have an ability or you use focus and you just cancel each other out, right? Sure. Yep. Okay. But what happens if... The only way for you to remove that distracted is by literally removing the distracted or by focusing. You cannot use any of your other abilities that give you pluses. Like you can't use, uh, what's the ability that Ivan, whatever the uh, ungentlemanly affairs, the ability that Ivan has that turns concealment and all that stuff. If you're inside the uh, Haka Ngeri uh, ability, he loses every single positive and everything becomes a negative again or you know he just straight up never gets to have a straight on on anything that's within four inches of this model it's ridiculous yeah when it says this (laughs) model it means this model inside his aura it doesn't just mean him well they have to share a keyword that's like the only thing yeah but i mean he's in (laughs) evs which some people like evs i'd like to throw it in a dumpster but I think the performers with Colette just can be ridiculous with him. Yes. I played a couple of games. I think the biggest whooping that I got was definitely from, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Peace. Peace definitely. It was it was interesting because I was playing, uh, whatchamacallit. Wait, was it Peace? Yeah, I think no. you said it was Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Peace was uh, Marcus too. I forgot who it was that I was playing, uh, but Harada was disgusting. Like, it was just crushing my hopes and dreams because I, yeah. I just could not get a straight flip on the, on anything within. So, like, I have to, like, device a way for me to lose models to get enough pass tokens to then finally get the first activation and kill him. Well, I also think so. Not even just... I think the Haka is very flexible because also mm-hmm. just the ability to... Um, the ability to basically, if you fail the duel against them, an opposed duel, you yes. just take damage. Uh, you have to that one pedal pedal is really hard to do because it's an opposed duel and it has to be by three or more. Yeah, I mean, but it can definitely be annoying, like, it just it makes your opponent think a little harder when they're going into that situation. Uh, was that you can't be like. If you have Heart of Wound, you can't just like, oh, I'm losing by nine. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. You have to like kind of like close the gap a little bit more. You're like, uh, do I really want to take an extra damage? So is that is the Haka the main reason you bring him? or, or Yes. Is, so the other two are just kind of like, eh, those are bonuses. Yeah, they're great bonuses. I mean, he hits like a truck too. So if you're very close to him, you can smash people. He happens to have distraction. So you can't just like hang around in his melee range. You have to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely good. Dude, he's he's nuts. He is nuts. And I'm happy that they got it. It's just that every time I face him, I, I he, he has a fucking target. 
I'm sorry. I'm also just looking through the Bayou enforcers and I'm just yeah. like, you know, a lot of these enforcers, I just, I would bring <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at it. Like Cooper's the only one where I'm going to play around with it with Ma too. But right now I'm like, I like Cooper's model, but I don't mm -hmm. like what she does. Um, I mean, you have Gracie, Gracie's fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Georgie and Olaf. Um, oh, yeah. all, all the LaCroix models are good. Old Cranky's good in keyword. Um, pair, pair Ravage is kind of, you know, hit or miss. I think he, he can be a cool tech pick. Um, but like he's, I said, he's just meme tacular. He's what? He's meme tacular. Well, you just, you want me to load him up in the damn, you know, pick a pole, pick a pole and just launch him in there and then just have him blow up. I want him to just like have the most awesome explosion ever. That's all I want. I want you to remember the 5th of November. That's basically what I want you to do with him. Remember, remember. <laughs> yeah, but really, like I said, I mean, I know people will point to Bert and be like, ah, Bert's garbage, but I like Bert a lot. So, you know, Bert's, fuck off. Okay. But that's like <laughs> saying, like, for example, in, in Guild, in Guild, uh, you got, in my opinion, Papa Loco, Undercover Reporter, and the Lone Marshal. What's wrong with the uh, Undercover Reporter? I don't say that they're bad. I'm saying that they're fantastic. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying those are bad models. I'm like, no. I thought, the under, I thought the undercover reporter was good. No, no, no. I said those three as an example of models that I consider good. But out of the three guys that I say that are good, undercover reporter is considered to be an MVP, and only like a, a good chunk of people think that the lone marshal is is fantastic. But almost nobody likes the Papa Loco. And I and I was like, why? It's like because he's willpower three. I'm like, I don't know, dude. He he lowers a lot of his damage. He has blow it all to hell. He has juggernaut. If he dies, he blows up for three damage. Like the man is awesome. And yeah, so like that's what I meant. I put uh, Papa Loco in the same group that I would put undercover reporter and the lone marshal, but most people don't. So it's probably the same thing for you with uh, Bert. Because you put him yeah, alongside Gracie, and Gracie's fucking amazing. I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm just trying to eyeball it real quick, because, I mean, we're just bullshitting here. Yeah, no problem. Um, oh, Man, I fucking... I didn't realize the Corfi duet was a fucking enforcer. It's the most expensive enforcer in the game. But it's super good. Hell yeah. Hell to the yes. Well, I'm trying to think, because I think if I'm eyeballing it right now, maybe the enforcers for... The outcasts maybe seem the most underwhelming. I don't know if you can if you agree with that, but I'm trying to just compare them real quick. And well, I think I don't if, know if you go ignoring the emissary because I think the emissary is godlike. Yeah, ignoring him, I think uh, nothing. So like, let's say there's like ten of them. Probably four are good or I mean okay or better. Yeah, like the midnight stalker, obviously. Midnight Stalker, I think, didn't he get nerfed on the last? Oh uh, yeah, he he did get nerfed. Yeah, so I don't think I've seen him as often anymore. Uh, the Nothing Beast is still like a great tech pick. If you see anybody, like for example, somebody's gonna play Ten Thunders, and they I say they're gonna play Masaki. Yeah, Big Jake got a buff where he's not super bad Big anymore. Big Jake is insane. Yeah. No, Big Jake is insane. <laughs> like he's amazing. He he usually gives you a point or two, and he's only like five points. Yeah, and he just he returns at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, he gives you like one or two VPs almost every game, like for five points. He's oh my god, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, he, there's not that many. Like 
in in the Vickies, Vanessa's insane. Like Vanessa's insane in Vickies. Yeah, I thought she was a henchman, so that one was a surprise when I just saw it. Yeah, Thalos is arguably Better. in the same vein as the the the, um, the nothing beast when it comes to like tech picks. Dude, I love that he can hit buried models now. He used to not be able to do that. Yes, Marlena Webster is godlike. I love Marlena. Yeah, Marlena in certain in crews it means you have to kill Marlena first, and she's Tell, not I'm telling you to kill. Weird's gonna fuck around and get me playing Outcast again. <laughs> fuck around and find out, Weird. Yeah. The the new model, the Catalan Brawler, have you seen him on the table yet? Yeah, I've seen him with uh, on the Explorers with uh, what's her face. Yeah, no, he's he's annoying as shit. Like he's really yeah, he good. is, and those snipers are annoying too. Yes, the Catalan. Oh my god, the Catalan riflemen are so Dude, good. So Anya too <laughs> has those stupid. Um, uh, what are those stupid little two point models or whatever they are? Uh, oh, anyways, drudges. drudges. Yeah, anyways, they make it where models within that area yes. are syndicate. Yes. So they all get that stupid, what is it, the plus one if or plus flip or well, something? Well, not syndicate, union. They're part Sorry, that's, what I, that's yeah. what I meant. They're unionized. Union yes. Yeah, but and it they... gives everybody unionized, so now everybody's <laughs> getting a plus flip. It's just super yeah. annoying. It's only on defense and willpower flips. I don't know why you're so upset. Because it's still annoying. It's super annoying, but it's so good. <laughs> so good. I don't care. Like when I see them on the table, I don't feel as angry. I'm like, okay, I have to deal with this, but that's yeah, a cool model. Up. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I want to oh, yeah. make sure that I'm not misreading that. Yeah, the drudges. Is. Drudges are, are fantastic. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, let's see. Unionized. Smaller than three inches. The model is ability. The model receives a plus to its defense and willpower deals. Yep. Well, you want to know why I might be upset? Because I think Chris was fucking cheating with it because he was using really? it for his attack flips. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That son of a bitch. He didn't know? Come on, man. It happens. Oh, good. Well, because I was playing. What was, what was I playing? I think I had maybe it was an Iron Skeeter or something. It was something that was giving out concealment. And he uh -huh. was just like, oh, nope, it's a straight. It's a straight. What? <laughs> Well, because he thought he got a plus flip to his uh, attack actions. Oh, well, I mean, they the, the drudges do if there's a friendly model within three inches of the the enemy. The drudges do. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't give, you know, plus flips to the attack to everybody else. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He was being a dirty cheater. Then, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, like... I love I love that introduction to that new model because it brings life to other models that didn't see that much play. Yeah. Because I don't understand why, but I I actually enjoyed when I was playing um, what you call it, Tony Ironsides. Old so, Tony. Oh yeah. Okay. Outside of that, let's see. I don't see I don't see anybody else. Like just the guys that I mentioned are the only ones that I I used a lot when I was playing Outcast. But I don't know. I mean, the obedient wretch is, is insane in only Hamlin and nowhere else. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you never take her out of there. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, enforcers are definitely good. And I, like I said, I play a lot of Bayou, so mm -hmm. I just think the enforcers in Bayou are kind of insane, honestly, whether they're in keyword or a lot of the ones out of keyword, like Gracie. Yep. I mean, anybody that's seen my list knows that I just love slapping Gracie in there. Yep. Yeah, when I when I was practicing in Bayou, I love the whiskey golem. I mean, for me, he was so expensive. Was like, yeah, I was talking in the Discord with <laughs> with the Rage Quit Wire Discord, and 
Yeah. I know, I think it was Powell who was like, I really don't like the whiskey golem. And I was like, I mean, it, it's expensive and it only does really one thing. I I pay, I would gladly pay the 13 points every time I played them. I don't know why I love that model. <laughs> well, I, I just love the model in general. I think oh. generally speaking, like when when Brewer, Brewmaster 2 comes out, I'm definitely going to play it because I love the whiskey golem, the whole faction in general, or the whole keyword in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am going to experiment taking it probably with Maw 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like I said, and I, I do have this kind of setup where I'm going to have Maw 2 with the Whiskey Gollum and Sparks and Bo Peep. And Bo's just going to push everybody out and then whip the Whiskey Gollum up. And then, obviously, Sparks can heal uh, can heal the Whiskey Gollum, so the damage doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad, though, that you can't put the Disguise upgrade on the Whiskey Gollum if you do that, because then you can't charge him. Like, it's so sad. I mean, if you still have the mask in hand, you can just do it. Yeah, yeah, but you, you can't charge. You have to, like, walk. Dude, then that, doing. dude, that trample on those jockeys is ridiculous. Oh, for sure. Because, sure. yeah, just, just being able to charge past. So you push everybody three. Yes. If you get the trigger, you can push jockeys up to five. Yes. And then you charge past. You flip your beater, which in my case might be Maw 2, it might be the Whiskey Golem, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now that's another, you know, five whatever inches up, maybe more. <laughs> yes. And then it's pretty much right there in the middle of the board just to be like, all right, I got last activation. Let's get some. I mean, not only not only that, but if I remember correctly, most of them have Stampede, if not all of them. Yeah, all of them. They all have Stampede. Yeah, which so, is fine. Well, that's, that's actually huge because you can charge. You get the plus one for ramming speed and you get the suit. Because that's what ramming speed does whenever you charge. Yeah. If you're in base to base, you get to do stampede, so you automatically do one damage to yourself and them, and then you but you're just... gonna heal. But then you're gonna heal yourself with Bo Peep. Shh, people don't know that yet, dude. The crowd <laughs> goes wild is amazing, and it is dumb. The reason why it's really good is because the Bayou just loves hurting itself to get benefit. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> The crowd goes wild is just uh, an amazing, and it's eight, it's an eight inch uh, aura too. Yes, I'm I'm not very happy that I'm going to be seeing this thing with uh, Ma a lot because I can definitely oh, yeah. see this with Ma too. And so, the stupid, uh, what do you call the robots? The guys that you the fail experiments, test subjects. Yeah. God Almighty, I hate that crap because the test subjects like to do headbutts, so they do automatic points of damage, and because they hurt them, then they get to heal. And yeah, it's just annoying. Both people well, is going to heal your test subjects. Well, the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing with that though is I was experimenting with bringing Zip with Maw because I like Zip just dumping people into the pit traps. Right. But now I have a cheaper version with this henchman that I can just whip people into the into the pit traps. Oh my god. So I'm saving points. Oh my god. It was good. I did it to Chris the other day. It was fun. I bet it was. That's just nuts. And I think I threw 12 cups of coffee on her, too, just for the lulls. Oh, yeah, just to watch the world burn. Yep. So <laughs> it was good. It's so annoying. Like, whenever you think about it, you're like, oh, I'm just going to use the zero action to mark territory. Oh, Go by the way, yourself. you get no zero actions. <laughs> it's like, oh. and, I, and I remove your uh, ski markers and get focus. Yep, yep. That's it's good. Get wrecked. Yeah. Seems good. Seems good. 
I think it's right, anything, anything else about these enforcers that you want to touch on? I know this was kind of your baby and you were kind of interested in it. No, just that, like we, we talked about in general uh, and I know because it wasn't like I want to talk specifically about this enforcer. I just wanted to talk about like for newer players, eventually they get to a point where they go, why would I want to play enforcers when I can play these elite, you know, henchmen list? Yeah. It's like, well, some enforcers are actually a bigger lever you know, and, and a force multiplier that it's significantly better for the list. And you can see that, like, the Archivist. Let's say the the Archivist is not a henchman. How often do you see Chris without it? When he's playing um, uh, Cadmus? It, de it depends on... Well, yeah, I mean... There, it's just always there. It's always in Cadmus. But the fact that you actually thought that it, I was talking about every single list, that means that he takes it off fucking keyword. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Okay, so he does. He, he's what? Where else have you seen him? Maybe in keyword a couple times. I don't know. I mostly only see him in Cadmus. Okay, so you mostly see him in Cadmus, but you haven't seen him outside of keyword. Not a lot. I mean, I get that you can bring him just for the card draw, which why not? And the um, plus two to initiative. I was gonna say and the plus two initiative. Yeah, which is super good. I under. It's kind of weird because. <laughs> I complained about it, but then I, for some reason, I've started bringing Trixie Bell back into some of my lists, <laughs> and I forgot how good Trixie Bell was. Yes. And also having plus two to the initiative, because her and Ma both have ill omens. Yes. So, well, yeah, I started playing Trixie Bell again. Wait, Ma has that? I thought that Ma had careful planning. She does, and she has ill omen. Ma has ill omens? Yeah, Ma has ill omens, no too. Way. Yeah, man. No way. That's dumb. That's super dumb. You mean super good? I don't want to hear that. That's just evil. Yeah, so if you bring her and Trixie Bell, you're plus two the initiative flip. She has the omens plus one. Oh, God, no. Yeah, careful planning and ill omens. Dude, what do you think the chicken puts for? Oh, that's... Oh. Why you do this, man? Dude, <laughs> how... Let me ask you this. How spot on... And those of you that don't follow any of the social media that we do for HQWire, you definitely need to... How spot on was that conversion I did with Calypso Yo. and then the LaCroix Raider standing in for Maw? Oh my god. Dude, my my dad does a lot of like um uh RC car conversions and like helicopters and boats and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was looking at it, he's like, Oh, he needs like he if he just files down this, blah 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 blah, that model looks awesome. And I was like, Yes! <laughs> Seal of approval. And I showed him yeah. I showed him the after effect, he was just like thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and it was spot on because if you don't, if you haven't looked at the Lacroix Raider models, mm -hmm. they there's one where it's she's actually a pretty big gremlin, the the female one where she's like running with a basket and a club, and has this super huge hat on. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, I can just use that for Maw, and that's so much more dynamic because she's like pointing. Yep. So it, it almost looks like that old Imperial Guard meme where it's like, drive me closer so I can stab it with my sword. Yep. But in this case, it's like. You know, get closer so I can hit them with my bat. I yeah, can, and I got some like, new wow, metallic paints, stick. and <laughs> it looks so good with that model, that Calypso model. Yes, I knew I, I liked I that really, model for some reason. I really, really like the uh, the the Calypso version. It just looks so good. Yeah. Oh man. Clean. So I'm gonna be playing that as soon as it's on the stupid app, whenever that is. That's like the weirdest thing. Like I thought that by now we would have it, considering that the 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 models are being sold. But we don't even have the models that are sold. Yeah, it's definitely annoying. on the app. Yeah, because like I know for a fact that that people already have like Hoffman and 
I mean, you have Hoffman and you have um, yep. whatchamacallit, uh, not Ma, what's the other one? Does he have? Oh, uh, uh, so I Ophelia. Ophelia, thank you. Yep, yeah. and I also have, I'm going to start trying out Von Schill too, because I, I like, I've been talking with the Outcast uh, Discord on the, uh, on the weird Discord, and mm-hmm. I got uh, Brian Gresham out in, I think he's either out in Kansas, I think he's out in Kansas because I was talking to him about it, but anyways, mm-hmm. he has a ton of experience with it, so I was just picking his brain on nice. um, on what a Von Schill kind of group does, and he has, if, if you haven't checked it out, on bigger hat, they actually have some uh, tactics write up on there, mm-hmm. and he actually wrote a fantastic write up for the whole free core keyword. So no definitely kidding. check that out if you haven't done that yet. It, it was great. I love. I it. mean, I'm on the website right now, so I'm just gonna like save it right here on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. I think it's in the articles and blogs. Oh yeah, no, I already maybe. opened it. Okay, I, yeah, I got it ready to go for the next. Uh... <laughs> and it's super detailed. It's called Free Core Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. And he breaks it down from like strengths, weaknesses. He breaks down the models, which pool and schemes that he thinks uh, they play well into. So, yeah, just really a great write up. Yeah. I mean, I still hold that. I think he's like, I don't I don't know if S tier anymore. Nah, screw that. I think he's S tier, especially for Outcast. I think he's actually going to be the best master in Outcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,. I think that it looked the keyword just looks cool. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I was looking at the keyword and in general, and keep in mind, this is our, you know, this, this is our episode where we're doing all the hot shots here. But yeah. he, uh, he seems like he has an answer for everything. There's so much healing, there's clearing conditions. The yes. only thing that there's not a ton of is card draw. That's the only downside. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the problem in, of the faction in general. Well, and that actually brings up, I was asking the Discord and our Patreons, or, or patrons, I should say, mm-hmm. I was asking them just like, hey, we're doing kind of a random one. What do you guys got? And one of the things that was brought up was the idea that, do you think that some crews are not played as much because they don't have enough card cycling or card draw abilities? Because the argument that he was making was that there are keywords that just don't see play because they either don't re- have reasonable card draw or they don't have a way to see more cards. They're not getting through their deck. So it's more up to the randomness as opposed to, oh, look at how many cards I'm seeing. I can set it up. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree that uh, that uh, certain certain keywords are definitely not seeing action because they, they require more resources than the game actually takes like the game actually has normally for example yeah. the librarian i'm super shocked the librarian doesn't draw more cards super shocked it's a healer but yeah because i was i was looking at it with the card draw especially i was look i've been looking at not just outcast but specifically free core yeah and with free core i noticed that you have tools for the job which is kind of card draw Right. It's more cycling. Right. And I didn't see a lot more besides that. So it's uh, tools for the job, strengthening armor, uh, yep. search from the, uh, from the uh, whatchamacallit, the librarian. And then you, uh, if I remember correctly, Hana had something. Hana can copy. She, uh, yeah, she can copy bonuses. That's what it is. And, but she doesn't get anything to draw cards other than she has Arcane Reservoir. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's it. Like, 
I just wish that they had more ways. Like even the Metallurgists right now, they don't really draw any more cards. They just make yeah. life easier. Yeah, and I mean, looking at that, I can definitely understand what people are talking about because if you look at, um, let me go into Bayou real quick, just because obviously that's where I have most of my games. Yeah. Uh, Zip, I love because he does have a lot of cycling. Mm -hmm. Maw obviously draws cards for days. There's times where with Maw's activation and careful planning, and if I really want to throw a... And, that's the thing about Bayou. You could pretty much just throw a Bokur in most of your list and you're drawing cards, which is fantastic. Yeah. But specifically, Maw and Zip are really good at it. And then Somer used to be okay with it because of the two, the whatever, two card Bayou or whatever it was called. But that got nerfed, obviously. Um, I think Brewmaster, that's one of his big downsides is you just don't have the cards and there's not a lot of way to get the cards. Yeah, and there's there's clearly models in the in the keyword for the brewmaster that do draw cards like uh, the uh, what call it the Bokur yeah the Bokur they're the one of the best minions in the faction and they draw a lot of cards but for some reason they just don't gel with the rest of the keyword. So card draw is definitely important. It's one of those things that like w when you are going against a crew that has a ton of it, you're you just feel. It's it's pretty devastating, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the first time I played against uh, Molly, I was I was devastated. I was like, this 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 can't be right. <laughs> well, There's so much card you, draw. I was actually thinking about this, Dixon. I was trying to think of a way to make those crews better. So without necessarily just giving them some model or ability on a model, something mm -hmm. I was thinking about was whether you could almost add a mechanic in the game, similar to how at the start phase, you can stone for two cards during the draw yeah. step. Yes. I almost wonder if you could just make it where you could stone during the turn. Like if you activate a henchman or a, or a uh, master, you can go, I'm going to use a stone to draw two cards. Uh, I mean, from somebody that played in V1 and we had something similar, uh, I don't recommend it. What, so what was the hang? What was the hang up with it in that edition? Well, in V one, you could sacrifice a model to get a soul stone. I mean, there's similar mechanics in some crews. Yeah, like any master could literally just go sacrifice soul stone, and you just kill one of your models. Regardless, well, I think also didn't you play like Hamlin, so you could like kill a bunch of shit then, like rats and shit. Yeah, that was because you could kill yourself. You could sacrifice yourself to get a soul stone. And there was a broken interaction where you could uh, sacrifice Hamlin to summon another Hamlin. Yeah. And you just kept doing that forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It, it would net you like one action, but it's infinite action. So you just like, all right, I gain an action, hit you once, kill myself, do it again. Bam. Yeah. And it was just super dumb. I think it lasted so, like a week. So, yeah, it, I, I can see what you mean there just because... You got to be careful with what what crews give you what ability, but I, I do think there needs to be something in there where it's like I'm just I my hand is terrible. I really need something here. Let me get some cards because the crews that can do that, like if I play Zip for example, right? Showboating is good because I can just be like I'm going to activate this little Skeeter. I'm going to cheat to get fly with me. Okay, I can get to draw a card. Hmm. Okay, so there's a lot of like. There's a lot of crews out there that can just either card cycle to get better cards or they just draw a shit done. Yeah. 
I honestly think the only the only solutions, the two solutions that I would pick is the one that I've heard the most, which is limit a whole bunch of the crews that draw a lot of cards. Yeah. And just, you know, there's like a general cap and like you can I don't think get... they're going that way though, because a lot Correct. of the new titles and crews have a crap ton of card draw. Right. So that's that's one. Secondly, is you introduce card draw into most crews. Not in a ridiculous way, but like some card draw to like ameliorate some of the damage, right? And then finally, you can just period general cap in the game. You may not draw more than three cards per turn. Okay, so cap it kind of like you did with focus. Correct. I don't. I don't like that one. I, Correct. I like getting through the deck because that means I understand that drawing is is pretty powerful. Yes. But also that means there's a lot happening usually. Even if you're just drawing cards, usually if you're getting through the deck, um, more things are happening. You know, there's more actions being successful. The game's moving along. If you start limiting that, you can really slow the game down. So I don't know if I'd recommend that one. Right. And, and all three of them, they have their problems. Um, for example, if you limit the, 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 I'm sorry, if you cap, the thing that we were talking about, we're, we're going to remove that one. The one that you cap at three, take that away. The option where I said you get to limit the abilities on the really powerful ones to, like, not have that much drawing. You have any idea how many cards you have to touch? Like, for example, Bunch yeah. Stuck. Bunch Stuck, it's a, the ability that allows them to draw cards is an ability that's in every single one of Bunch Stuck's minions and models. I think another way that you can do that is make a versatile model. That way everybody can draw on it if they want. Right. Decent at getting cards, not stupid, not like, you know, an archivist or not, you know, like <laughs> other models that draw, you know, like not like the Bokur. The Bokur is crazy. I thought right? you're just going to give everybody the same ability that uh, uh, Sarita has, you know, just like to scar your hand, draw six cards. Well, and you could you could do something like that, right? But I, I think was if kidding. You, if you, well, no, if you do the emissary, right? Or sorry, the effigy. Actually, this would be probably a good way to try and encourage people to bring the effigy instead of the emissary. Okay. But if you put an ability on the effigy, like that, let people either draw one or two cards. If you want to be crazy, like Dixon said, discard your whole damn hand. Sure, why not? But you know, <laughs> in, give something where it's like every like use the effigy and say. Every effigy has this maybe bonus or not bonus, but you know has this action where it'll let you, you know, draw two, discard one or something. Good for a laugh. Yeah, good for a laugh. That's because uh, you know you they're could, pup, they're puppets. They are good for a laugh. Yeah, they. You could just give them nefarious pact as well. So it's yeah, not a just draw a card at the end of its activation. Yeah, he ends his activation to draw a card. Uh, there's there's many ways. I think the, the best way is... Didn't there used to be uh, also general upgrades? Like anybody could bring like X upgrade? Uh, that was probably something that happened in I B2. remember some kind of like arsenal pack or something that I see in some of the older boxes or something. Yeah, it's probably something in V2 that I just didn't remember. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of upgrades in V2 for sure. Well, speaking of shit that's not good... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't like shockwaves. Uh, we actually had a couple people say, yeah, just in, just in general using shockwaves, like what they're actually good for, when do you like using them, and why people maybe hate them so much. 
I use them. I love them. So just just me being out there right away. I I love shockwaves. Well, I like uh, I use shockwaves just to like try to get hand uh, cards out of people's hands. I don't expect shockwaves to actually do anything. I just throw a shockwave out or a pulse and just like okay, let's see how many cards I can get out of your opponent's hand. And it's just kind of like that kind of thought process. I expect my shockwaves to do everything I want them to do. Yeah, that's that's how you fail. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I think people need to look at shockwaves like it's kind of interesting because shockwaves are weird because most of the time you're not going to see the benefit you're getting out of them, which which what I mean by that is exactly what you said. Yeah, you're not seeing you're seeing your opponent discard, not discard card, but cheat a card to pass. So it might as well be considered a discard because uh, they're usually like sevens you, and sixes. You, you, you know what I'm saying, though. They're they're using a card, and now that card's not going to be usable for future actions, right? Correct. So that's one thing. If they flip it and they do pass, especially when they flip like a severe or even the red joker, right? You're just like, that's perfect. I'm glad that happened. It's because it, you're not thinking of, oh, he was going to attack, or yes. I was going to attack him or her, and. Now that card's out of there. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. And then the final thing is obviously the damage. I think if you're looking to do... So obviously if you're playing Whizbang or Wong or a crew like that where this is really kind of their shtick, uh, I think you need to time it, right? You can either set it up where I'm going to drain their hand and try to get them to cheat to pass them, or you can wait till the end of the turn, which is what I prefer to do, where they don't have much in their hand Right. And they're just flipping off the top of the deck and models all of a sudden are taking like two, three, four damage, depending on the flip. So uh, it can be really good. It is. It's very, very strong. It's one of the things that I love about Pandora because like you can just do that at the beginning of the activation. And now they have to do the rest of their turn with like a very you know low hand. Yeah. And I think the, the big deal with that is people just people like reliable things. They want to know that when they do this action, they're going to get X benefit out of it. Right. And I get shockwaves don't do that. It, it's going to benefit the person using the shockwaves, but it might not be in the best way. Let's, uh, let's the, use an example. Uh, Boncho Ironheart, since I have the card right in front of him. Yeah. If I hit somebody with my heavy claws, I want to do six damage with it. So I try to, to mitigate a whole bunch of factors to get, make sure that I do six damage, right? So that means... I need him to focus. I need to have two severes in my hand, and I need to be able to hit my opponent, right? So you yeah. pick somebody that has like defense five, so that your stat is six, right? So you can by say, by all the things that I'm saying, you're mitigating failing. When you do a a shockwave, you can't do that. Yeah. None of the things that I said you can do. Like you cannot plan that out. You can just like, all right, I'm gonna do a shockwave. And maybe I'll have something that that not guarantees it, but it like increases the odds, right? For example, doesn't Wong have something that increases the end of uh, explosions and crap? Yeah. So there's it's if Olivia's next to it, uh -huh. or I think if a Whizbang model is the target of it, it increases the TN, and right. then the damage goes up. So if you have glowy tokens on you because you passed your previous TNs and glowy tokens don't go away. Right. Whenever you finally do fail, all those glowy tokens are coming off and you're taking that much damage plus your glowy tokens. Right. But it doesn't guarantee it. It just makes it harder for you to dodge it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like 
eventually with a lot of work you may be able to make it so that you're like for another example that i used to do with pandora uh the the poltergeist the the totem he has distraction negative yeah and it puts you on a negative and then you can kind of you're not you're guaranteeing that your opponent can't cheat that's what you're doing but you can't guarantee that it's gonna fail because he still gets to flip and what you it's a 14 so the average model needs a an eight yeah flipping an eight on a negative is not impossible i've seen it happen yeah so that's what i mean like that's why people get upset they get upset because they're like oh man i can just make it happen it's like yeah you're you're hoping you know that it always happens you can't do that with pulses and chocolates you have to just yeah, I, plan I think for the, something else the biggest thing with those is just the fact that it's you're making your opponent use resources that they probably had dedicated to something else exactly that's exactly what you should be using them for so Dixon, the question that also came up with this, when you think of shockwaves, what are some of the best shockwaves in the game, if not for specific factions that you can think of? Uh, well, shit, I already said Pandora a lot. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love the box open. I love the box opens because people can't just ignore it. I love Nixus, you know, the dog from, uh, from Hamlin. Yeah. She has a um, a pulse that uh, puts blight on people, and people are like, "Sure, I'll take it," but they don't. They they immediately regret it after they fail one, and then Nyx heals one life, and they're like, "Wait." <laughs> I don't think you can talk I about shockwaves <laughs> without talking about the pigapult. The pigapult. Oh my god, the pigapult! Because you're oh. you're you're slinging, you know, the the explosive pigs. You're slinging those at people. Yes. And then you can also just throw other gremlins. You can just take any size one gremlin and throw them up the board. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, Papa Loco, I mentioned him earlier. That man is crazy with explosions. And, and his uh, he tosses a grenade, doesn't need line of sight. I love this guy. Yeah. Literally, he's just like, throw gr well, throw grenade, actually, his does need line of sight, but the damage is three. That's what it is. He does that shit little damage, and he can put two shockwaves out, so he can hit a, a large uh, group of people, and you only need a six. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm trying to think of any other kind of stick out in my mind as far as shockwaves go. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I was going to say Whizbang. I think the new Wong will be pretty good with a lot of them, so we'll, we'll see Ooh. how that happens. But he's more blast-heavy, too. Yo, Maris. Oh yeah, Maris is. Oh, okay. Holy crap, Maris. Yeah, we need to. We do need to address Maris. So <laughs> we need to. Um, that's an insane so, model. So not only, yeah, not only is her shockwave good, right? Because <laughs> you can put out multiples. I think if you discard, a, let me go to her real quick because it's been. There's no limit. Been, you can yeah, discard so you, all six cards. Just oh, it's up to three. It. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. I was wrong. It's up to three. I had I reread the entire ability again. Yeah, so you can put out additional um, shock waves. So essentially five inches away, yeah. you can it's place. So you basically can do the edge. But anyways, you can put out multiples of them. And it's not a super easy TN. It's move 13. And you're taking X damage, which is good. Yes. And it's increased by one for each card that you discard. So it can be up to, what, four damage is that then? Yes. And I think the best thing about it, though, is there's a trigger on it where it's not a bomb. And I actually use this for a lot of my scheme running abilities. 
I'll just move her. I'll throw a scheme marker out with the not the bomb trigger. And it, it, it's great. It's a great, and it's a bonus action. So, and not only that, she also has it with a flaming bottle. So she can also do a burning one as well. And that's 12 inch range. Dude, she can throw like a grand total of five. Is it five? Holy crap. Uh, let's see here. So that's what? Up to discard three cards. So that's three, four, five. She can do the flaming bottle twice. So what's that? Six? Yeah. She she can drop six. No, no. Seven. Because you can give her fast, right? Is there? A, no, there's no way to give her fast. So no. six. There's six. She can drop six flaming. The only thing you have to keep in mind, though, with the bonus action is it doesn't stack. Meaning, like, if I drop five next to one model, they're still only going to take one TN test. Right, right, but those are the normal rules for Shockwave. What, what's I know, important... I'm, just, I'm saying that for people so they understand it, because Track. I know when I was newer, I was like, I'm going to put, like, three Shockwaves here. Oh, you failed that one, you take, you know, three. 12. You failed that one, you take three, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, the coolest thing about her ability is that if she's in the middle of, like, the enemy crew, she can just put bombs all, all around her. Yeah. That's the coolest thing about her. It's like, oh, okay, well, everybody... Start taking them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Shockwaves are... I mean, they're not exclusive to Bayou, but I do feel like Bayou has access to a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I think they're not exploited enough. I think yeah. it would be cool to see if Bayou could, like, have Maris, one more model that does Shockwaves, and just see how well that does. Yeah, I can... And Maris is good enough you could actually bring her out a keyword. A lot of time when I do play Whizbang, I do bring Maris just because you increase all the TNs up up by two when Olivia's in the mix, so that's always good. Dude, she's six points. That's insane. Yeah, she's good. She is so damn good. And she brings defense to the entire crew because she brings concealment. Yep. That's, that's never a bad thing. That's never a bad thing. Why is she cheaper than a fucking Iron Skeeter? That makes no sense. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I like iron. Cause main reason is because iron skeeters are more durable than Maris. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, you can disagree, but you'd be wrong. Iron skeeters are armor one. She basically is shield of one every single time you attack her. Maybe depends. Okay, fine. I mean, you're, I just I think you're wrong though, just because the skeeters they have the same thing with concealment. The yeah. armor's there instead of the shielding. Yes. You're not always going to get the shielding. You'd get it a lot of times, but there are instances where they can get around that. Oh, um, I see shockwaves, shockwaves F Maris. Like, if you can do something where it's just like, take a test and Maris just fails it, and she doesn't get any shield, she just dies. I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's defense force, willpower four against shockwaves. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So that that's what I've noticed is that's when Maris gets in trouble. So most times I think you're right, mm -hmm. but there's less to counter the Skeeter. Like the Skeeter is has fly with me. Fly with me is kind of huge getting out of trouble there in a yep. lot of instances. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of just where I'm like, yeah, the Skeeter is a little more durable. And um, showboating is also another thing where it's like, yeah, that's money. Hey, I was thinking about this. Don't you have... Uh, in Kin, don't you have something that makes shockwaves? Hey, I found it. The firecracker slingshot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's dumb. Why the hell does it do one damage, distract the plus one, and it's and a it has, willpower of 14? I think that's the one that has burn to a crisp, where it can burn uh, scheme markers, too, if I'm not right on the curve. Also, yeah, it does. It has 
what the hell? This thing is dumb. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> feels good. It's, it's all well, right. So the funny thing is I was looking at the Bayou Discord for Weird, mm -hmm. and somebody, I thought it was a really interesting statement that they made. They said that Kin and Ophelia is the most straightforward complex crew. And I think the, the meaning behind that was when they were saying it's straightforward because you're shooting people, right? You're just tanking and yep. shooting. Yes. The upgrades though, are what the, the more abstract part of it is because you really can start doing some really nifty tricks, especially now with Ophelia too. Ophelia that too is insane the, the in up, my opinion. Yeah. The upgrades are just insane. Once you start using, using them effectively, that's what I found. So honestly, I, I see both of them, and I think Ophelia 2 is better than Ophelia 1. Just straight oh, up. 100%. And I think the main reason is just because Ophelia doesn't have to waste her actions using an upgrade. So right. you can just put it on something else, have them do it, and Ophelia is just doing stuns and moving stuff around, healing and drawing cards. Correct. It's so like Ophelia ha does her job. She doesn't have to like straight up kill, straight up like load herself up and start murdering. No, 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 no. I'm going to do my job. You guys can, you know, put on weaponry and do whatever the hell I wanted to do. They may not be as good as her, but by God, are they going to be, you know, doing work? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like I agree that. with that. Really, really like that. And at first I didn't think about it. Like, I was like, why? And it, the, I think it was the episode that where we talked about her. And you mentioned, it's like, oh, no, you can put it on, on every model. And I was like, wait, there's going to be value on putting this on, like, Rami. It's like, Rami already ignores everything. Oh, and, Rami, Rami yeah. is stupendous. You can set stuff on fire super far distance away. Oh, my you God. You can put injured out. You can get rid of scheme markers. There's just so many good yep. things that... And he ignores everything. Yeah, and most things are stat 7 in your crew. It's super dumb. Yeah, because even the uh, ability where you get plus 1 to the stat is... It, it works even for the upgrades, and the upgrades are uh, stat 6, so you're right, they're 7. Yep. The what's it called? The Lacroix Raider? Yeah, Lacroix Raiders yeah. are cheap too. They're like five points. Yeah, yep, they're I five believe. points. And they get the same they don't get the the negatives that the young Lacroix have. So they get to be also stat seven if I remember yep. correctly. That's super oh, yeah. crazy. And and if the target is not engaged, you get uh easy target. So you get a plus to the attack. Yeah, those upgrades being able to be put on look on Lacroix models made it where or kin models I should say. Mm -hmm. made it where you can actually bring the Raiders now, whereas before they were pretty much unplayable with Ophelia 1. Yeah, and the the, the reason why is because the Lacroix Raiders are five points. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason why. But a Lacroix Raider does work when you can put a, a an arm, armory, I think it's called. Whatever, the weapon thingy. Yeah. Once <laughs> so you put this special weapons thingy on them, they're just like, all right, take it, take it, take it. All right. <laughs> yeah because it's true like I, i'm sorry but like when we played i started thinking about the game after the fact and i was like bro if he had like required raiders and he just kept doing the get injured plus one i would have lost my shit yeah i mean that was my first game with him so obviously i was just kind of feeling it out but yeah, you're but definitely I, right i would have lost my shit i was like what the fuck what am i supposed to do like he's just gonna keep pinging me until i fail enough duels and then yeah. he's gonna come out from behind the wall because that was the thing you were attacking me from behind a forest. Yep. Yeah. And just ignore his line of sight. Just get get wrecked, nerd. Yep. Just oh, I I, I didn't get hit once, twice, 
third time, fourth time. Wait, what the hell? Like, that really? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, as soon as he started doing it, like, the fifth or sixth time, that's when I started, like, having issues. And I'm like, all right, all right, now I have to do something about this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous how many conditions that Ophelia 2 and the Kin can put out. Yeah. For sure. Easy. So last question, and this kind of goes right into what you were saying here. So this is from uh, one of our patrons, also one of the Harlefo boys. We got Chris, your boy. Your boy, and he said, you want to know what? There hasn't been enough rage on the last couple episodes. So, Dixon, mm -hmm. last question. You don't even need to justify it. <laughs> what model has really pissed you off lately? Oh, man. Calypso. Really? Oh, my God, yes. Because he dies and comes back and you got to deal with it again? Yes. Did also they, because like... he's so godlike for six points. It's pretty ridiculous, I'll give you that. Yeah, and he just comes up in pretty much every every single time I play against Yes. Most of the time I just expect that there's gonna be a Calypso there. I'm playing against Catmus Calypso. I'm like, why? <laughs> why is a Calypso here? <laughs> yeah, oh. and it's it's annoying because you really have only one shot at killing BB once you do it too. Oh, they they didn't even bring it with BB sometimes. They just bring the model because it's so damn fast. It's true. Yeah, he's just like, Alright, pilot the model. Now I'm going to go across the table. Okay, now I activate Calypso itself, and I go across the table even more. I'm like, I, I hate life. That's why I stole Calypso. I stole it for you, Dixon, and I made it into Ma's uh, chariot. Tell Ma that the, the payment will be <laughs> sent later. <laughs> Dude, you want to know what model pissed me off the other day? Which one? What is that stupid new model for Jedsa and... Uh, is it Titania? The Kurgan. The Kurgan or whatever. Boy. That model puts out so much concealment and it's for an enforcer, speaking of, it's tanky as fuck. Like you have to it's not super hard to take down, but you do have to put some actions into it and then Jedsa can obviously heal and shit, so that's annoying. Um uh, it's good. It's a good model. It really pissed me off. Though. He's so beautiful. I love this model so much. And it's the funny thing is, like, he's two points cheaper than the Emissary, and I kept getting uh, people telling me, it's like, bro, but he's, like, defense five, willpower four. I'm like, have you seen it? <laughs> have you seen what he does? It's he, good. He, dude, well, the, just the ability so, shifting Earth. Just shifting Earth. And the thing, Earth. That's, the thing that's also frustrating, Dixon, and yeah. I'm sure that you've played with this maybe in your mind, maybe you haven't seen it on the table yet. What's but that? So you have the Kurtigan or whatever it's called. Yeah. You have the Moor Wraith, and then you have the Grave Goo. So they're all feeding off of their stupid <gasps> hazardous terrain bullshit. Oh, shit. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. So it's like, oh, if you go in here, you're taking poison. You're taking poison. You're taking poison. Oh, it's severe. I get concealment. I'm just like, I want to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but he has to activate. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like, like you're not gonna go with him first just because you want to put damage out. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Like Mudslide's just so damn good. Luckily, I was playing Maw and I was playing Trixie, so I was able to just eat around it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm just going around. God, oh, and I also kept, so dude. The beautiful part of this, I also kept using Trixie Bell, and I just kept doing Lure. But if you look at Trixie Bell, she has a built-in trigger for the. Uh, I didn't want to see that, which means that you actually get away instead of toward. 
Yeah. So I, so I kept luring him away. So I'd like lure the Kurrigan away. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't have plantar roots. That's so true. That's so true. So that was the only thing where I just kept messing up his bubble enough to go do my thing. I mean, I can't have everything. I'm not going to say that, oh, he needed to have plantar roots. It's like, no, that would have been a step Gross, too far. Sick. Unfair. He's already, he's already insane. <laughs> yeah. So that model definitely has definitely has been pissing me off. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, let me see if there's any other. Let me, I'm going to look at my pictures real quick just to see the last battle reports. If something really ticked me off here. What do we got here? Hmm. Uh, I recently suffered at the hands of Eva. Ava, oh, yeah. Ava from the, uh, from the, uh, whatchamacallit, I think it's the, the Dua, no, it's not the Dua, it's the, she's the one that, that, that hits a marker and you can't move from the marker. Yeah, it's ungentle, it's a, it is DUA. Oh my god, I was so upset, I was like, you bitch, <laughs> I didn't expect this, <laughs> I forgot about it, I literally forgot that's what she does. I was like, oh, that's, that's great, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what anymore. Model. I tell you what model has been pissing Chris off a bunch. Which it's one? Hoffman too. <laughs> no kidding. Really? Yeah, I mean just the the pylon markers and then the irreducible damage and then the armor too and then the healing and I didn't think there was ever going to be a world that I brought two hunters in a list, but I did and it was pretty good. Yeah, no, hunters are really good. They're like really really sturdy they're fast they jump all over the place they're really good oh yeah they they were great i brought them in uh break the line and then i also and that's the thing with hoffman 2 mm -hmm. is you put out four of the pylons to start off so you're able to put them in different areas so that way you don't have to bubble up to get your power tokens and everything else it was actually really cool to see on the board hmm. because i put so I put two up by Hoffman in the main part of my crew. It was right. flank deployment. Right. And then I put two kind of in the middle where I should say middle, but mop bottom middle. And it was where the hunter and the peacekeeper were. And cause I knew I was going to be in the middle and I knew that I needed it for the peacekeeper and the hunter got it, but then he ran off and go kill. I think he killed uh, Bernadette and got that. So it, it was a, it was good. I know Chris was definitely just armor two pissed him off so much. It's it, dude. It's one of those things that like you you forget because like not everybody has it. Oh yeah. Just how good is armor two? People forget how good armor two is. Armor and then three also and guild. Like, oh, armor three and guild. You, you finally did it. I haven't done it yet just because I didn't want to make Chris cry. But I mean, it's only one person that can do it. You can only yeah. put it on Hoffman. But see that so that's the thing though. The one thing I've noticed about Hoffman too is he's more he's more upfront. He's more managing and kind of doing the things right. Really? Whereas before he was more of a man well, yeah, because the his claw is actually really good, dude. Like hmm. if you haven't looked at his two inch reach claw, which I'll pull it up real quick while I, I see it now. It. Place the target anywhere within two inches of this model. Yo. Yeah, so think about him with vent steam up and just dunking a model into vent steam. Oh my god. Um oh he has puncture god. on it too, so it's only two four five, but with puncture you're a little more likely to get on the other end of that. I mean, but um, with the thing that you just said, basically he turns into a three five six. Yeah. And with puncture, I usually whenever I see a plus on damage like puncture, I just go with the moderate. And that would make it yeah. a five. So that means that you're doing five damage with Hoffman on the average. Yep. 
That's, the um, obviously, wow. if it's a construct, it doesn't work. But oh, anything right. else, yeah, anything else is taking one damage off of Vent Steam. Correct. Which you can I, bring, you can bring with Howard, but you can actually bring cheaper with the Metallurgist now. So you actually have a couple options there. I was gonna say like the the most likely thing is if you're playing against a construct, you just do an alternating current. Oh yeah, because oh, it's not yeah. a they, gun. They hate they hate that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like oh, I have armor, I have irreducible. That's, that's, what, that's what I was telling you about that stupid little clockwork trap. I was just like, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one shot that be. Hell yeah, it was straight up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So yeah, this this uh, inventor Hoffman definitely pissed Chris off. It was not a good time for him. You know, I've actually heard a couple of people talk about him. Uh, most of the stories are like, why the hell does he do four irreducible damage? But honestly, I think he's awesome. I just think he's awesome. I'm not even he upset. Is. Yeah, and the, the 50 millimeter base I thought was going to be a problem. But like I said, with bulldoze, mm -hmm. if they try to lock you down, you just bulldoze through them. And plus, something else that I've started learning playing the inventor Hoffman is when you go over bulldoze, you go over markers. Mm -hmm. If you look at the second part of that, it says for each marker move through this way, drop a scrap marker into base contact Right. with that marker. That's a huge deal because power converter works off of scrap markers within three of a model. So almost every model in his crew has that. So yes. not only are you getting a power token and a shield for the pylons, but if you have that in front of your model when you activate, you also get to pick that scrap marker up, and then you get to get another power token. So yep. I actually found that this version of Hoffman gets more power tokens out than the original. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> what do you mean that's not possible? Think about it. Well, it's, I mean, it's I'm joking. Because uh, well, the... you're only getting, you have to activate Hoffman, which you don't always want to do first, right? And you have to do Hoffman, and you have to be, I think it's within six of Hoffman, to get the power token when he activates right no no i'm listening i'm listening because what i was going to say is like i'm joking because he pulses that out but i wanted to hear your point so continue like i yeah and so it's not only so you get when you pulse it out everybody gets one correct and then that's pretty much it for hoffman one because i don't i'm gonna look at his card he gives out fast he gives out pluses he gives out shielding and think... he heals people but like the key part about him is he always has to activate first if he wants to buff his entire crew. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of a problem. Whereas this Hoffman, you don't have to. Correct. And he, uh, you go to him real quick as yeah. you know Charles Hoffman. That's is. interesting because so, like the first thing I thought about Bulldoze is Bulldoze drops a scrap marker for him to construct an additional pylon. And that's a big deal too because that's definitely something you want to make sure is out there. Um, and don't forget, with security defensive, I've also found that I can push the marker up. You can remove it. You don't have to to draw a card. But I found also just pushing the pylon markers closer to your crew helps keep that going. And when you need a card, you can use it to get a card. That's fine. Nice. But the other reason that you get more power tokens with this Hoffman is the trigger off of power spike off of alternating current because... You do that to a model, but if you have friendlies also within three of that enemy model, mm -hmm. they also gain a power token. So it, it pulses again. So there's just a lot of abilities to really trigger power converter to trigger and getting to, I'm telling you what, getting a shield for activating next to a pylon marker is huge with armor too. It's huge. Oh yeah. 
Because it's just like May Fang too, dude. It's rid- it's ridiculous. You need to do five damage on Hoffman if he has the upgrade. Leadline coat, yeah. To do one damage. Yeah, point. it's ridiculous. It's it's dumb. Yeah, that's that is that's gross. That's what it is. Because uh, that means that no model is ever gonna hurt him until you clear all the shielded. Yeah, and you really need something where it's like either I'm gonna do. I'm going to do Jedsa and do a crap ton of irreducible damage right. or hazardous terrain. That's another way to kind of get around this with Hoffman. Um, anything that pings damage, that's the only way you really want to deal with this or just ignoring armor. But we all know how that game goes. Hmm. He's just super good. There's a lot going on with this crew and I yeah. played about four games with it. And each time I'm just like, this is just, I'm just feel like big stompy robots just electrocuting people and chopping them up. I mean, if you're having fun, dude, like now, right now, I was having, I'm, I am slowly getting better with the family. Uh, I have to be more careful with them. I can't be as aggressive as I like to play. That's the main reason why I keep losing. The, I will tell you what a model that is kind of pissing me off, but it's for a different reason. Yes. Since I've been playing some guild keywords. Mm hmm. It kind of pisses me off that I want to put the rider in almost every list. Right? Because even with Hoffman, right? So I brought it with Hoffman too. Mm-hmm. And just the pull, just being able to heal everything one or two. Yes. Made it, made it just disgusting. And then getting the revel off where everybody gets to attack or charge. Disgusting again. Yes. And Welcome to why the Pell Rider is in almost every list. So we talked about it when we were talking about the... The um, Riders, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Pell Rider... I mean, if he's not the best Rider right now, then he's damn close. I think he's the best Rider, but not necessarily because he's the better one, but because the the faction likes bringing the model that much that he's, he's better. Because you're going to see him more, and he benefits... Pretty much every faction in guild a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't even have to, like, actually do any of the triggers on Rebel in Conflict. He just does Rebel in Conflict and heals people. Yeah. Yeah, this big deal. Good. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I love these new titles. The more I play the new ones, the more I'm just like, this is, uh, this just reminds me so much of War Machine and the different versions of Masters. Yes. Where... It just it, it really does freshen up the game, right? And yes. it, it's just it's a cool time to be playing the game. It, it's a huge boost to the game. I'm not gonna lie, like I still the reason why I'm so excited with Perdita is because of that. Because like I was upset. I don't know if you can like anybody that has listened to the podcast for a while, they know that every time I talked about the family, I was very upset. And I'm very excited now, even though that I'm losing because I have to like relearn the entire crew and the crew plays in a completely different play style that I like to play. I like to play super aggressive. The crew does not survive hyper aggressive. <laughs> like they have to be very defensive yeah. and they have to pick their shots. Yeah. The only thing that I'm trying to think mm-hmm. there are, I think a lot of, in a lot of keywords, the new titles are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in a lot of cases they're better than the original. However, I'm looking at, I'm going to play the new Mecha Meemaw right. for the first time tomorrow. And I'm kind of curious because the original Maw is so good that I'm wondering how much I'm going to like Mecha Meemaw, even though I like the idea of her. Hmm. 
So I'm, I think I'm, you have to play Mecha Mima into something you consider to be a bad matchup before. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to, I need to get it on the table first. I don't need to worry about the bad matchup aspect of it. I okay. just need to get it on the table and see what it does. I'm, I'm thinking of something along the lines. I do like Bo in there. I'm thinking of a lot of guns and a lot of robots. And then I'm thinking about 12 cups of coffee and dropping schemes turn one. Mm-hmm. And then just using 12 cups to get two focus on Maw and then just putting two focus shots on important models turn one i would say bring uh your mechanic i forgot his name the guy that heals uh constructs yeah are you are you talking are you talking about specifically uh sparks yeah sparks leblanc yeah bring sparks because oh yeah i think i think in mecha mima i think sparks is an auto include oh i think he's nuts because like his actions are just going to be heal mima for four and then buffer <laughs> like that's amazing and then and then obey another construct and then well wait is he fast no but his obey is a bonus huh gotta like look into this guy more because uh <laughs> i thought yeah his bonus is an obey it doesn't have a built-in suit i don't think but no, no, it's still okay the still thing that obey. i was talking about is like i i would say heavy wrench twice on mecha to heal her for four and then or uh, now you're a robot once, and then heal her for two. So yeah, I guess you're right. Wow, that's nuts. He just needs yeah. A so nine? you can yeah. So you can use the bonus for. Um, I mean, you can do an action on a test subject. You can use it on the survivors to get a shot. You can uh, do the um, the rock hopper. I mean, if you bring the whiskey golem, you can do an action on there. So there's a lot of things you can do with it. To whiskey golem charging outside of activation is nuts. Seems pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Is there any other like robots? Oh, the 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 rage pig thingy. The what? I forget the name. It's a rage piggy. It's a oh, mechanized you're, you're pork talking job. about yeah, the mechanized pork job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've 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 made the mistake. I don't. I think the mechanized pork job mm-hmm. is a better scheme runner than it is a beater tracking okay just just because how fast it is i've been talking with a lot of may players and they're like yeah i like it actually as a good scheme runner it's actually it tends to die pretty easily once it gets in there well that's fair i think it only has like six boxes but it's armored one or two god almighty i don't know man i really love the whiskey golem in this list though yeah i'm gonna try it just because i love that model and it's a robot so hey why not oh yeah Oh yeah, and now I'm now you get me curious trying to make crews and stuff. How dare you? <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna try Cooper Jones tomorrow. Maybe I'm gonna make a little gammon and just throw him out because <laughs> the pit the pit traps count as scrap markers and vice versa. Huh? Uh, it doesn't require a friendly faction, friendly keyword, none of that. For what? For for the scrap scrap. Okay, scrap your minds within six are treated as severe hazards. Pitch up markers and vice versa. Yo. Yeah, so Cooper already has a couple that she can just be like, I'm going to make a gammon. I'm going to make a gammon. And period, friendly models are unaffected by pit, by these pit trap markers. Oh, man, the only thing, let me check her real quick. I think the only thing is she does need poison to do that crap. I think Who does? that might be the. So Cooper, when she makes, um, when she makes a scrap, or sorry, when she makes a, a damn, uh, 
Whiskey Gammon. Yes. So it's her bonus action. And when she summons it, you the model suffers five damage. Mm -hmm. And you reduce the damage by its poison condition that's on Cooper. Oh. So she has to have poison okay. in order to... I forgot about that part, and that totally ruins my thing. So Because there's... Mm -hmm. There's not a good way to really put poison out on her. Well, that ruined my dream. Actually, no. if I bring the if I bring the whiskey golem, I can actually do that. No, Never no. mind. You I could, fixed it. Yeah. I was gonna say you can technically poison herself with the trusty flask and then the whiskey golem can poison Come her. Come one health. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well no, but the whiskey golem has um not only walking distillery, but actually has the moonshine dispenser, which gives out poison too. So yep. it's actually it's actually pretty doable now that I'm thinking it. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those two as best friends and see what happens. Hmm. <laughs> just do do some crazy ass shit. Just to see how good can it be? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, hey, making making baby whiskey robots sounds like fun. Some I'll make a list. I'm going to make a list if it seems like I can get enough out of the list. If that doesn't work, then I'll try it. If it just seems like it's totally derailing what the list wants to do, maybe I won't. <laughs> it does. Okay, I can tell you right now it's 100% going to Shut through. up, Dixon. Don't you ruin my dream. I'm trying to save you from your own dream. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, to, so the funny thing is when I play Chris in these kind of like just learning games like that, mm -hmm. If I played a list like that and it just goes totally south, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I saw how terrible that is. Let's re-rack it. <laughs> hmm. Play a so, different game with a real list. I think Mara should be in that list. Make Maris a robot? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, man, Mara should go there. I will if there's going to be a lot of guns. So if I think they're going to shoot at me, I'll bring her for the, uh, for the exhaust, but... Yeah, we'll see. She's she's definitely because you can make her a robot and then just go send her places, and she's doing shield damage to people. That that is exactly what I was thinking about. It's like, yeah, she's a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> sure. imagine imagine her getting attacked. Because like people have to attack her, or else she's just gonna keep bombing away. For sure. And if yeah no and and she can deal with uh with people by using up we go you can p uh, push people away like dude I, i'm sorry i just she's only six points like i'm not asking you to like put something nasty seven out of keyword you're you're asking her to be seven now oh no so sad <laughs> seven she's still worth it in most yeah, cases I know. I know all right dixon any last minute thoughts before we wrap this thing up no no, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of fun talking about, like, crazy shenanigans from Enforcers. Crazy shenanigans from the Enforcers. Did you not think of, like, crazy stuff that Enforcers do that you're like, oh, dear God. Like, you talk Mother. about two fucking Enforcers that ruin your day. The Kurgan and the fucking, uh, what was the other one? Jesus Christ, brain. No, I'm the one that uh, said uh, fucking Ava. Yeah, shit. <laughs> and Calypso. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't say Calypso. <laughs> um, so Chris is gonna try doing EVS again sometime soon here. Oh he's yeah, been a, he's been a little down on him, but unfortunately, he's been talking to Mark and getting dumb EVS ideas. He doesn't like playing Calypso out of keyword either. That's the thing. Do people play Calypso out of keyword all the time? 
that, okay. that, that model. Why do you think it's like when you say it's like, is there a model that's giving you just, headaches? Like, yes. That's... I just think there's a bunch of degenerates who just play out a keyword all the time and it doesn't even make sense. I take offense to that. <laughs> well, you are a degenerate sometimes. <laughs> all the time, sir. All the time. I So, you know, the funny part is I was talking with uh, the Harlow folk, Chris, and I, we, what was it? It was the game where we were talking about the tournament mm-hmm. and Chris was saying like, oh, you know, Vendetta, um, Ivan got killed and Brandon got both points off Vendetta. Mm-hmm. And Chris was like, Chris from Harlefoe said, yeah. well, that's illegal because you, you can't choose, you know, your leader for that. And I, I was like, Chris, people over here sometimes play double master. So that was his second master. And he he said, oh, yeah, I forgot that's a thing over there. Yes. Yes, it is. I was upset when I found out that was a thing. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, uh, man. Well, uh, d- definitely appreciate everybody listening to the Wild Shot, getting some of this crazy stuff. We didn't really have a direction, but I feel like it was some good combo there, Dixon. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And, and to any new players that are listening in, it's like, do not be afraid of the experiment, even if they're kicking your ass. Like, I think I'm up to it. like 14 I'm, I'm going to try the Whiskey Golem <laughs> and Cooper with Maw and see what happens. Dude, I think I for sure have Maris in that group, and I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some uh, yeah some HBO here in a little bit, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put some lists together, and I'll see what I settle on tomorrow. All right, cool. You enjoy it. <laughs> you have a good night, man. Yeah, make sure that you guys are checking us out on all the stuff. And I think with that being said, we will see you all next time. Make sure that you're flipping cards, flipping tables. Peace out, Cub Scout.